0: Psalm 86, a prayer by David. Hear Yahweh and answer me, for I am poor and needy. Preserve my soul, for I am godly. You, my God, save your servant who trusts in you. Be merciful to me, Lord, for I call to you all day long. Bring joy to the soul of your servant, for to you, Lord, do I lift up my soul. For you, Lord, are good and ready to forgive, abundant in loving kindness to all those who call on you. Hear, Yahweh, my prayer. Listen to the voice of my petitions. In the day of my trouble I will call on you, and you will answer me. There is no one like you among the gods, nor any deeds like your deeds. All nations you have made will come and worship before you, Lord, They shall glorify your name, for you are great and do wondrous things. You are God alone. Teach me your way, Yahweh, and I will walk in your truth. Make my heart undivided to fear your name. I will praise you, Lord my God, with my whole heart. I will glorify your name forevermore, for your loving kindness is great toward me. You have delivered my soul from the lowest Sheol. God, the proud have risen up against me, a company of violent men have sought after my soul, and they don't hold regard for you before them. But you, Lord, are a merciful and gracious God, slow to anger and abounding in love, kindness and truth. Turn to me and have mercy upon me. Give your strength to your servant. Save the son of your servant. Show me a sign of your goodness, that those who hate me may see it and be ashamed because you, Yahweh, have helped me and comforted me. This is a Psalm of David, and it's the only Psalm of David in Book 3 of the Psalms. There are five books of the Psalms, and we're getting toward the end of Book 3. Book 3 was mostly Psalms of Asaph and a few Psalms of Korah and this one one Psalm of David, and then we're going to have a Psalm of Heman and a Psalm of Ethan in the Psalms that are to follow. This is an interesting psalm because it's, it's a prayer of David's. It, he says some interesting things. In verse 8, he says, There is no one like you among the gods, Lord, nor any deeds like your deeds. When he says there's no one like the gods, it's little g. Did David believe that there were other gods? No, he didn't. But the nations all around him did believe in other gods. So um, it's like if you're in India, you know, a lot of people in India believe in all sorts of gods. You may not believe in them, but there they are. So, um, you know, as you're going through the streets of India, you meet people and they have little statues and little idols in their cars, in their taxis, little shops. Nearly every shop in India that's that's not run by a Christian or Muslim has a little statue in it of a god of some type, little G god, But these are not gods at all. And um, so David is talking here not about actual gods, but he's talking about them like as in statues and idols. I mean, if they were real, there's no one like you, Lord, among the gods. And that's true. None of those gods compare to the living Lord of heaven and earth. And um, in verse 9, David says, all nations that you have made will come and worship you. They will glorify your name. The nations are all the countries that are around, but they are the Gentiles. These are the people who follow those false gods. So back in that, the time of David, every nation would have its own god. So if you think of, like I was just mentioning, India today, when you go to India, it's polytheistic. There are, There's like a million different idols and gods that are there. So it's one country, but so many different things that they worship. But back in the time of David, each nation would have its own like God. They were polytheistic in the sense that they believed there were lots of gods. They even believed you could worship multiple gods, but each nation would have its own. So the Edomites would have theirs. The Philistines would have theirs. Remember when we were doing the, the Samuel chapters and you know the Ark of the Covenant was captured by the Philistines and taken down to Gath And uh, some of those cities in in the land of the Philistines. And the Philistine God fell down before the Ark of the Covenant in that story. Well, see, that was the God of the Philistines. And all these nations would have theirs. And David's saying here in verse 8, there's no one like you among the gods. And all the nations are going to come and worship you. These nations are the ones that worship those other gods. And in verse 10, he says, you are great and you do wondrous things. And then he says, you are God alone. So we see here that David's really clear, there aren't, the other gods are not even real. The other nations are worshipping those other gods, but they're mistaken. You are God alone. Now, we think this way that David thought and the way he's written here, we think that's just normal. It wasn't normal. At the time that David wrote this, um, people all through the land of Israel and Judah, all the Jewish people, were what we call henotheists, And um, so we don't really have anyone in the world today that's kind of like that, as far as I can tell. Henotheists were people that believe there were many gods, but they believed that you choose one god, and that's your god, and you don't worship the others. So these Israelites, a lot of them were henotheists. We see that in, if we go back to the book of Genesis, and we see Jacob, you know, when Jacob was running away from home, He has a vision of angels on the steps and in that that morning he wakes up and says to God, he says, if you will look after me and do ABC, then you will be my God. So what Jacob's doing there is he's choosing the Lord to be his God. He's not saying, I realize you're the only God. He's, He's choosing God to be his God. That's called henotheism. And all the way through the history of Israel, that's the way they thought And when we get to the time of King David, that's still the way they thought. But what David's writing here in the Psalms is not the normal way of thinking. David's very monotheistic here. He knows there's only one God. He's had what you would say a revelation. He understands the way things really are. It's not until later at the time of Elijah, and we went through this in the book of 1 Kings, Elijah was coming out and saying, the Lord is God. He was trying to tell people there's only one God and it's the Lord. In fact, that's the meaning of his name, Elijah, the Lord is God. And uh, so Elijah is where the first point where the idea of monotheism started to become clear. And later on in the history of Israel and the Jews, they became very clear on this. The other gods were not even gods. They were just statues, demons, idols. And so David's very clear on it and he's written a psalm, but it's, it's an amazing revelation before its time. I think that we, are, we ought to be people that walk with the Lord like David did, and the Lord will show us things before our time if we do too. In verse 11 here, David says, he's praying. He says, teach me your ways, Yahweh. I will walk in your truth, make my heart undivided to fear your name. I think this is the type of prayer that David used to pray And we can see why he had a revelation of God because he's praying, teach me your ways, Lord. See, you should be praying a prayer like that and me too. We should be praying, Lord, teach us your ways. Open my eyes to see. When you pray like that, you find that the scriptures do unlock and you start to see God and what he's really like. Finally, in verse 17, David prays, show me a sign of your goodness that those who hate me may see it and be ashamed. David prays that God will bless him and that other people will look at him and recognize it. And um, I've started praying that too recently. I used to always pray that God would bless me. And I think most Christians do pray that. But I've recently been praying that I'd be visibly blessed. And it's not that I want to rub it in anyone's noses, but I just want people to know how good God is. I want people to be able to see that God's at work and God's doing things. God's the one giving the blessings and I want God to get credit and glory for what he does. So I encourage you to pray. This is what David prayed. Show me a sign of your goodness, Lord, that others will see it. And um, so that's a prayer too. Pray, Pray to be visibly blessed. Lord, I thank you for this psalm. I thank you that there is no one like you. You are alone among the gods. Of course, the other gods are not even gods at all but Lord, I pray that you would now teach us your ways and Lord, that we would be visibly blessed in following you. So let these graces be ours in Jesus' name, amen.